0: Welcome to Bears Beyond the Gate, a Bristol Bears podcast made by fans for fans. We're four-season cardholders at Ashton Gate. We'll have the club, the game and all things Bears. At long last, the Bears are back to winning ways with a hard-fought European Challenge Cup victory away in Perpignan. Here are our thoughts on the game and the player performances. We take a look ahead to the next Euro Challenge when we entertain Zebre at the gate next Sunday. We also discuss the imminent departure of the man we call the Wizard. The wonderful Wizard of Oz. And there's details of a Chelsea game that will see some ex-bears pull on their boots. All this and more on this week's show. I'm Tony and I'm joined by Lee and Miles for a cheeky beer and some rugby banter. Well, uh, gentlemen, uh, good to see you both. Uh, No Pete this week. He's... uh Off with St Trinians uh, skiing somewhere in Austria, so um, uh, he, uh, yeah, out of the country. It's so much quieter when Pete's not here, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah, (laughs) it'll be interesting to see how long the podcast is with him not here. Well, interestingly, I
1: noticed that the nuts have actually made it to the start of the podcast as well. So, you know, with Pete here, the nuts tend to go down pretty quick, don't they? You were
2: looking a bit peaky last week, wasn't you? Almost vomiting on your (laughs) sofa. (laughs) Anyway, we (coughs) wish you well on his little uh, jaunt abroad this week, don't we?
0: So, Lee, before we get into the oval ball, what about the round ball? England's departure from the uh, FIFA World Cup yesterday.
1: I'm I'm glad you mentioned that, Tone, because I'll be honest with you, I had a full day yesterday from eight in the morning till eight in the evening in the ball ring in Birmingham, Christmas shopping. So... The one bonus about that whole thing was that I missed, I missed the uh, football. And then obviously, I, when I come back, I'm one of those people I won't switch on halfway through. Mm. So I didn't want to know anything until the end. But I was a little bit upset, you know, going to bed thinking, like, I just I just really felt that that was our chance. If we could beat France we genuinely could win the World Cup hmm. so yeah it wasn't the B was it and we've said that you know well every every four years since what 1978 I think So <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> the first one I watched as a kid so uh, you know it's just par for the course isn't it
0: well there we go there we go it was uh, but they, they put up a good show and I suppose that's it isn't it France are one of the best teams in the tournament uh, shame about that penalty who, who does that bloke pl- play for again
2: some London club. See, I
0: know nothing. <laughs> I know nothing <laughs> about what you're talking about, fella. So, thank goodness. And Miles, how are you, fella? How's your weekend been?
2: Fine. I've been. Can't be just getting over a uh, bit of man flu, which has obviously been Ooh. quite serious. Nearly kept me off work, but I just, you know, uh, went in, dealt with it like a real man. And the um, worst thing was just. Yeah, cutting the kids around the sport all weekend. Oh, anyway, I'm getting dragged up the mall by the Duchess. But well, how's, oh, it's oh, nice oh. to see your family give you a bit of time yeah, off if yeah, you were feeling yeah. that poorly. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Get sent out. But no, feeling a bit better this weekend, lads. And uh, yeah, back on the beers, so making me feel all right. Go well,
0: uh, we're uh, we're at Leeds a little bit later than normal um, because my daughter was in uh, a local pantomime. Uh, Snow White in Bedminster, just uh, <laughs> seen that. Uh, very enjoyable. I, I have got to say, Lee, that they had to change the ending, though. Oh, did they? Why was that, too? Well, Prince Charming um, could no longer kiss Snow White to wake her up because uh, he didn't have consent. <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant. So uh, uh, they, they've taken it up a notch, haven't they? I tell you what, they—they. They, they oh, Snow White, Snow White was woken up by Wham. Brilliant. you go, Very, go. Yeah, very, yeah.
1: very, very awesome. good. Time. That was oh, worth that. delaying the pod for then, too. Absolutely. I
2: know it wasn't. Hey. Oh yes, it was.
0: <laughs> right. Uh, let's talk about the rugby then. Friday, the 9th of December. Bristol Bears in France to pay Perpignan and uh, Lee before the game I I was quite surprised actually by the strength of that team that uh, Pat put out I
1: wasn't Tim because I think if we rewind back one week (laughs) (laughs) I did think and I think Miles agreed with me actually I think um, we did think that we would field the strongest team that we had and subsequently we were proven right which is probably a first for me and Miles as well but um, I was pleased with that side and I, I thought, I mean, I know we can say Perpignan sitting one off the bottom of the French, you know, top 14 at the moment. But that's one higher than us. It's one, <laughs> yeah, it's one higher than us, yeah. But I did think, well, you know, without knowing the merits of their team yeah. too much or their squad, I did think that personally, that was a team and a squad that
2: that we sent over that, that could win the game well, I wish I'd looked at their position in the league because I maybe I wouldn't have been so glam with my prediction last week. I think as maybe uh, three-quarter us were, weren't we? Predicting a loss, but... Well, anyhow, to be fair, I mean, when our last win was assignment. October the 20th or something yeah, like that,
1: wasn't yeah, it? So, which year? Yeah, that's very true, and it? it? does feel that long. On wrong. form, it was yeah, probably understandable, wasn't it? And, and France is notoriously hard to win away anyway, yeah, yeah. isn't it? Mm. So. I mean, the lads did good, didn't they? They did,
0: they did. and uh, Miles, it wasn't uh, too long, had you actually settled into your throne when, uh, when the first uh, try was called? just about. It. <laughs> it was quite hard work trying to watch this
2: match, and I gather that from a lot of the social media from Bristol, really. You know, none of the uh, sort of platforms were certainly offering it for free, were they? Yeah. Uh, and you just had to make a decision to either... I don't know, watch it through some sort of dodgy dodgy ch- channel uh, around a mate's house or or just fork out really and, you know, suck it up. But in fact, it's. But which I did. I figured over two matches really, the Duchess wants to watch it next week. It's, you know. It's, money's um, no it's option. Just pocket chain, you know, pocket it's pocket change, isn't it? <laughs> but I did have to watch it on my phone the first time, which is pretty tricky. I mean, it, it was promising. I mean, I, I suddenly tuned in. Uh, at two, two, uh, 2 minutes 50 seconds, to find that 10 seconds later, Charles Piatow smashing over for a try, followed by a successful kick by uh, McGinty, and we're 7-0 up. Uh, and from what I've heard, really, we were really all guns blazing in that
0: first three minutes, and, you know, there was a lot of pressure from there. It was great, great start. And Lee, I mean, Piatow did incredibly well, didn't he, to to actually ground the ball. When, mm. when I oh, saw yeah. it, I thought, well, he's held up. Yeah. But then to to just be able to swing that shoulder around, place the ball down... Yeah,
1: I mean, he must have some flexible action man arms on Big Charles because I thought exactly the same thing. I There's no way... Yeah. Yeah, I thought there's no way he's getting in. But then subsequently, the second try was almost identical. And I, I I thought I'd made a cup of tea and I thought they were <laughs> playing a rerun of the,
0: the first try. It was. I can't believe yeah. how similar it was, and it's not until the scrum-half porter goes the the to his left into yeah. his right. Yeah been, Oh, it's a different I know. it's a different move. So,
1: so we should explain to listeners who didn't get a chance to watch it or watch any of the highlights yet. So obviously it was a line out from Facker, wasn't it? Yes, yeah. Straight to Vui, the quick hands off to fits hard in. Yeah. And then we're you know, we're we're making plays from that. And 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 it it was so identical. You you have to question the kind of tactics (laughs) of Kirby on really because they didn't get it the first time they didn't get it the second time did they no and and what we were 12 minutes
2: in I think yeah 11 minutes a second yeah I think we'd had two visits there 22 (laughs) got two tries didn't it on both occasions which is you know for once great red zone efficiency
1: isn't it and it was it was as as Pete would say clinical wasn't
0: it yeah and can you imagine 14 nil up in France happy days isn't it (laughs) yeah uh, and then Miles, we um, we get to thirty-two minutes, uh, and Joe Jenkins, young Joe Jenkins, still a, a, a teenager, European debut, bags himself a try. Now uh, that was quite a quite a, an unusual try, I would uh, suggest. Uh, okay. well, the, the, the kind of build-up to it, because Hardin was going down the flank, wasn't he? Mm. Kicked ahead, it bounced off some guy's knee bobbled up to Jenkins, who then danced along the touchline, avoiding tackles. He was a bit uh, like a wide receiver in American football, wasn't he? He was just handing them off. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. was, absolutely. And uh, I mean,
2: he did show some pace, wasn't he? Right, it was 33 minutes, and it was a lovely run down the line. He mm. certainly showed some promise, and uh, great bears' hands all the way along. There. But, pause, bear pause. Bear pause, yeah. yeah. But we we should credit, just go back slightly
1: again. but we should credit I mean it all started from their fallback with a big hoof up the field Mm. oh McGinty oh my goodness I mean McGinty he actually he could see where the ball was going really intelligent he was I know we'll get on to talk about the player ratings later but McGinty really shaped that experience he came across covered the gap Mm -hmm. and not only did that he caught the ball and then and then hand it off and that was the start of it before absolutely. that absolutely and a full credit to McGuinney because he's missed yeah he missed a chance against cell he missed yeah. a chance against tigers and you could tell at this game he was chomping at the bit to get some you know not revenge but almost kind of like uh, this is what I'm here for mm. you know and yeah that was fantastic and Joe Jenkins European debut 19 years old and I mean, he's got some thighs on the fellow yeah, as well, yeah, and, they, yeah. and they couldn't they couldn't wrap their arms around him. Yeah. And I mean, this kid does look like the real deal. He to He looks the yeah. business,
0: doesn't he? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. It's interesting because I've seen him play outside centre, but they're obviously trying him at inside now. Yeah. But you know, nineteen. He's a big lad, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: I think you know he's going to be this, he's going to be the head of the, the young crop that, that, that are coming through in the next couple of years for me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then they scored a, a close range try um, which made it 5-19 uh, going into half time and uh, then the second half
1: zero what did <laughs> they going... say in Eurovision <coughs> well, nil point mean, nil point and we don't need to rewind anything in that second no. half except for the fact that what most pleased me is that I mean this season defensively we've we, we've been pretty awful haven't we we can mm. all agree but that was a defensive effort where everyone's putting their bodies on the line. I mean, Perpignan came at us. Our line out, it wasn't quite so effective. I think you'd no, no, green Miles right. in the second half, um, but that was because obviously we were being pushed. But to a man, defensively, that yeah. second half we were we were brilliant. And to you know, to go to France and be under pressure in that second half and not concede a point, it it, it really was a st- step up from the last couple of weeks
0: no absolutely 5 points in 8, eight 80 minutes uh, is incredible and that you know hopefully if we can carry that kind of defensive effort through yeah. to the premiership then uh, the results will start to come
1: i think the only thing that we'd all agree on mm. is that if we could have just got Another try,
0: yeah.
2: Because Thacker half. sort of he dropped one on the line, didn't he? As yeah. Well. And and in the second half, um, yeah, Perpignan looked lively. I think they must have had to get the old uh, get back on the Lourdes autobus uh, uh, chat from the, the French coach, as it were. Uh, and they looked actually really good, uh, but defensively we held out. Um You're right, Thacker's second half throws. The ref deemed to have at least three not straight, didn't he? They didn't. look yeah. too bad to me to be no, honest with you. I'd agree. But that's a shame. And he ultimately got man of the match, didn't he? Because his running lines were, were great. Yeah. And we've said previously, hadn't we? Perhaps we should start him. I mean, he's got so much energy, and it worked here, didn't it? Yeah, it um, certainly did. But which,
0: which is interesting that why he hasn't started because yeah. we were speculating was there some kind of injury, but he played virtually the whole game, didn't he? He, did. like a, I think he came on about
1: seventy-ish,
0: didn't he? Yeah. Probably. Yeah.
1: I, I, I just feel with Harry, I think they're kind of, they are wrapping him up in cotton wool to a certain yeah. degree because he has been unlucky with injuries, hasn't yeah. he? And I, I don't know if he's going to be the fact that he's going to play week in, week out, you know, like, mm. like he used to. Mm. Um, so maybe there's there's a case for that, but I mean, you know, it, it for me anyway, he's the best hooker that we've got in the club and, mm. you know, and I think that combination to Vui, Vui's, Mr Reliable isn't you yeah, just yeah. know when it's, when it's heading yeah. that way we've got a platform to build on
0: no absolutely absolutely uh, so yeah scoreless second half Bears win uh, 19-5 away in France there's a uh, couple of videos that I saw on Facebook uh, the, uh, the fans seem to be having a good time afterwards although singing Sweet Caroline at one point oh, in the pub yeah. but uh, I see a few of the Bears came in to uh, have a beer um, Miles, let me come to you first your thoughts on the forwards performance and Lee if you want to comment on the backs
2: um, you know what we've been uh, we've been missing the, the likes of Jan Thomas in the last couple of weeks and without Sinclair and Genge up front I thought um, Jan thacker Heath was a really strong front row um, They, I think they fronted up quite well to the French pack yeah. there were a few sort of niggles of penalties in the second half maybe tyre legs it was Quite a wet night For what I could see Wasn't it Greasy surface uh, And the collapse Scrum was getting penalised But Yeah I thought Big Yan was brilliant as, as we pointed out Yacker got man uh, Thacker got Sorry uh, Yakka Yaker. He's with, gone Brazilian. Y- y- yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, got man Of the match Yeah Le Hif Was equally as good And they played Most of the Most of the game Batty very. I mean, I can't criticise them, really. They did a really, you know, good work in the second row. Um, Big Steve, Jake Heenan, Harding stepped up brilliantly. I mean, I I couldn't really fault the pack, to be honest. They did this combination of pace and weight, and I thought against, you know, some big French guys, and they did brilliantly.
0: Well, that might be the first time in 127 episodes that he's not said... Commended. He's commended everyone, (laughs) and nobody got a solid performance. uh, Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, that is a first. Um, and in the backs who shone for you
1: there was a few I'll be honest there was a few I I thought I mean first of all I'm going to go to AJ McGinty just because of what we said he's had a tough couple of weeks Um, you know a lot of people questioned should he have started we all agreed Mm -hmm. that I think he should have had a run out and I thought he was excellent I thought his his game management to start with was, was on point and he just showed that it was the AJ McGuinty that we've seen playing for South mm. at Ashton Gate against us, against yeah. us, and so I, and also he made a, a I think joint high tackle percentage with Heenan of 14 tackles, which you know ain't yeah. bad going, is yeah. it? Yeah. I I mean, not for a flyer, yeah. yeah. And as Miles said, there are some big boys in that Perpignan um, pack. Um, so full credit to AJ. Um, Joe Jenkins like I say European debut and I thought the kid was brilliant I mean he's you know he's going to take some stopping he really is I've
0: got a little bit of the Fitz Harding feeling about him oh, you know yeah. how he came yeah. in and had, yeah. had some good games then all of a sudden just really stepped it up and yeah. fingers crossed that's what's going to happen yeah. with Joe Jenkins
1: yeah he, he does excite me as a player I think he's one of those those young lads who who has got a bright future you just see it in him hmm. Um so full full credit to him I thought Will Porter was back on point to be honest yeah. I think like some of the some of the switches you know like you say when we scored the, the second try just to switch it mm-hmm. um, he was back on point again um, Pierre Tao, brilliant first try and I thought he was he was I was going to say solid then but
2: I won't I thought he no, was no. very impressive um, we well, did drop a ball under high under it, pressure, didn't he? Yeah, but he so, did. But, <laughs> but give been 99 performance, Sherry. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna
1: fall in for that one. Um, semi, I thought Semi was was back to his best again.
0: Yeah, it's good to see, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, he's
1: he's needed that that run out, hasn't he? Last yeah, week. Yeah. Um, and and I thought they they were all absolutely superb. I mean, the, the two that were quiet for me, and that's only because I think different circumstances. I thought. Ibatoi, it was quite a frustrating game for him. I don't I don't think he really got involved as much as he would have wanted to. Mm. Um and Luke Moorhan, and I think we gotta give Luke a bit of, bit of credit here because I mean, you know, he's on the move, as we'll speak about later, and I think that you know, he's he's had a, a week or two of a bit of turmoil of things going on behind the scenes and I thought even though he was quiet, he still did everything right and didn't mm. make any mistakes. So yeah, as Marl said, I thought they were, they were... Collectively, I thought they were all brilliant. It was a real team effort. Yeah, good.
0: Yeah, yeah, and... Uh, yeah, I think, I, you know, Perpignan are one off the bottom, but, you know, it's an incredibly strong league, and for us to go away and uh, win in France, uh, yeah. you know, it doesn't happen that often. No, and we should say...
1: The four games that they have won in the French League have all been at home as well. So, yeah. oh, so right, they are right, a right, strong right. side. Mm. Um, at home. Yeah. And also, I should mention, because I'll get slated for this if not, but Ibetoy did a fantastic 50 22, didn't he? Oh, yeah. Of course. So I've got to mention that, because yeah. that was class.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, I, you know, we hang our collective heads in shame. I think, Miles, <laughs> did you go for a draw? I think I think <laughs> Was right, that closest. I think someone the, went for a win, I, didn't I, they? No, please. no, the, the rest of us went for a defeat. So uh well, yeah. I'm, oh, that's nothing to be proud of, is it? A draw? <laughs> a, I'm glad we we're
2: approved wrong. Uh
0: so we move on to um the next round and that's Zebre, Italian team uh coming over to the gate on Sunday the 18th of December. It's a one o'clock kickoff, so you're going to have to get your Sunday roast down quickly or uh, maybe have a late one for for that uh, Lee do you think we'll see a similar strength team for for this game?
1: I think so yeah I mean seeing that team against Perpin I think Pat Lamb's now he's put the marker down hasn't he and I think mm-hmm. that he's saying that we're going to we're going to go as deep into this competition as we possibly can And I, and I so I totally agree I think the league's gone, you know. I mean, I know there's still places to fight for in the league, but let's face it, that's all we are going mm. to be doing.
0: When you say that, I mean, when you say the league's gone, yes, we're not going to win it. Yes. <laughs> but is is sixth place unrealistic, do you think?
1: I think it's going to be a push. Mm. I really do think <clears throat> sixth will be a push. I, I can only see us, like, being the most optimistic I can, finishing eighth.
0: Oh. Really. OK.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I think why not. We're in a European, you know, competition. We won it last time we were in it. Yeah. And actually we started quite well and nice and early against Toulon then on that day as it well, did we? didn't we? Yeah. So I mean I just if nothing else I want the memories of wherever we go to watch that final if we get there. Mm. I want to see a nice little pram waiting outside oh. to <laughs> give Miles a nice lift home.
0: Yeah. Well, Miles, let me come to you no. then. As a Bristol Bears fan, would you like to see us get to the final of the Challenge Cup and finish bottom of the Premiership, or get knocked out in the quarterfinals and make sixth in the league? Oh, a tough so cool. You know, yeah, I'm sort of
2: Ridley. The season, yeah, you're right. The season of mine is in effect gone. Of course we're not going to finish top. I'm a bit more sort of pessimistic and I think I've originally predicted... It's not like you. No, no, no. Sevenths, but we've obviously lost a couple of teams so that's probably gone down to eighths now. But we could ever run a form with our players back uh, and there's not much points, you know, between sort of bottom and eighth, is there? However, yeah, I think that's, that ship has sailed and I sort of feel now, let's just go for glory in Europe. we put a really strong team out on Friday night. Um, let's get as many points over this Italian Team Zebra on next Sunday, I think, with an equally as strong team. Um, There might have been a few knocks this weekend. Leratira had his ankle strapped, didn't he? Yeah. I think Charles had a little ankle issue. So, not going to be that much different. But, yeah, I mean, I don't want bottom of the league. No Bristol fan wants that. Crikey. But second from bottom and top in Europe will do me.
0: So uh, Lee, what changes do you think, if any, we'll see for for that that game? Well, it's a,
1: like Miles said, it's a tough one because we don't know who you know. We haven't assessed any injuries or anything this this you know what's happened from from uh, from Friday night yet. But what I'd like to know is because we've we we have been told we've got some players returning, haven't we? I mean, mm. Seva for one, mm. and I just wonder if that could be the the game to reintroduce any of those players yeah, that are yeah. back on the fringe for coming yeah. back from injury, um without going wholesale change, because I don't think that mm. that works collectively to the momentum going in. But I think we will see a few different faces maybe on the bench to start with. And, you know, players that, that may come on. So it's any of those players that I think is, you know, that are close to the first team mm. and you know, close to coming back from injury, I think they they might get on the get on the bench somewhere.
0: Yeah, and of course we're not sure where Bradbury mm, is after no. that uh, head injury assessment. But uh, yeah, I, I I would imagine it's going to be a fairly similar team. Uh, Miles McGuinty to start again at 10, or do you think he'll swap him out for Sheedy? No, I think he needs a run of games.
2: I think he um, he had a great game, I mean, uh, and just saw a few different running lines and spaces which he put some kicks through on Friday night, um, which I think we could open up Zebrie quite nicely. Um, so, yeah, I think McGuinty to start, I don't see why not. He, he played well enough on Friday to justify that, to be honest with you.
0: Okay, prediction time then. Um, I'll start off. I'm going for a win. Yay! <laughs> Is anybody going to disagree with me? No. Nope. Pete then, might. Should we just say oh Pete? yeah. yeah. We're Pete, actually, we got to predict Actually,
1: funny enough, that reminds me, Pete did, uh, did text me earlier his uh, Is it, score prediction, okay. so I can tell you that after Yeah,
0: now. yeah, yeah. Is it going to be a draw? High scoring draw did he go for?
1: High scoring draw? He went for a three all. Three all,
0: <laughs> yeah. three all. Okay. Okay, right, you're listening to Bears Beyond the Gate, a Bristol Bears podcast made by fans for fans. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, Bus Sprout, and many more platforms. You can contact us with your comments and ideas by email at bearsbeyondthegate at gmail.com. On Twitter, we're at bearsbeyondgate, and on Facebook, you can like and follow our Bears Beyond the Gate page. Okay, uh, no... Uh, action for the women's team the game was called off against I think they're called the University of Worcester Warriors mm-hmm. now aren't they after yeah. the demise of the men's team uh, so uh, nothing to report on there but one of the big news stories that have been well trailed or well leaked on uh, social media Lee um, is uh, the end of the Wizard of Oz for Bristol Bears uh, Going to France, leaves on the 28th of December. Your thoughts about that now that's confirmed? Well,
1: everyone knows in the pod that morahan has been my favourite player. And I was genuinely upset to see him go. And I, I know that he... Was he out of contract this year? or I think he was, wasn't he? End of the Any season. End of the year, yeah. I believe. Yeah. Yeah. End and, of the
2: season,
1: sorry. And it was one of those because I kind of like... I mean, everyone moves on, but mm-hmm. I think... In this particular instance, I don't think Moorham would have been moved on had it not been for the salary cap fiasco. And, and I think, unfortunately, Luke's been, you know, kind of victim to that. And I mean, we're talking about a guy here who's settled into to Bristol Bears, he's settled into the Efos right from the start. I mean, to me, he epitomises a team player because what he gives you forwardly, he gives you equal in defence I mean some of the times we played Chiefs and Mm. he's been the only you know the the guy stopping the tries Mm. and he's settled in Bristol I mean we all know they make bloody good coffee in Borough flat flat white in Borough yeah Yeah. he's got two Bristolians now that Mm. that, you know are obviously you know born and raised here yeah Yeah. two Babbers and um, and it'll be really sad to see him go to be honest and you know I think we'll we will say we wish him the best for for his new adventure in France, and I, I don't think it will be the end of seeing him in in Bristol. You know, I'm sure we'll meet him at some point back up at the up at the
0: shop. Yeah. I, I'll tell you what; there'll always be a uh, pint of Thatchers and a bag of pork scratchings at the Avon Packet for him any time he wants. To, uh, <laughs> Absolutely. time he wants to come in before a game. But uh, yeah, he's been one of my favourite players. I think over the last five or six years to uh, in in the Bears. Uh, jersey and uh, so, so many memorable moments so many big tries uh, <clears> against some of our nearest and dearest from down the road uh, very sad to see him go but uh, yeah professional sport is, is tough isn't it and when you're heading towards the twilight of your career you've, you've, you've got to take those opportunities
1: you have yeah I mean no one. No one's going to forget when he skinned Johnny May. Oh, yeah, I mean, that that, that that will go down in history. When I mean, you yeah. know, that was amazing, and that was just one of many, many highlights that he's given us over the years, hasn't he? And. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and I think the Duchess actually had a photograph taken with him uh,
2: yeah, well, a, a make, few years yeah, back as well. Enough, yeah, she has a photo taken normally in the sports bar. Subsequently, those players are, are gone by the next season. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, a bit of a link there. I think we'll all be sad to see him go. As you've said, he's, I think he's just, we've fallen foul like many an English player of the, the reduced salary cap. And a lot are going to... Fair enough, uh, better, paid in, better paid employment in France, which is sort of decimating, you could argue, the league in England now, but that's for another di- a discussion. Uh, he's such an unassuming chap, given his all since he arrived, and we look forward to sort of seeing his last game. Probably at the gate the next next weekend, don't we? Yeah. Uh, and you'll get a huge send off. Huge, very popular man.
0: Certainly the last home game. You know, yeah, whether quite. he makes it to the Quinns oh, game, quite. but uh, yeah, the fast, for that last chance rather to uh, for yeah. us to see yeah. him at Ashton Gate. Miles, let me come to you. Uh, another departure announced this week. Mister Eddie Jones has left the England job. Yay! We, I was going to say. We're, <laughs> Were you shedding tears? But I think by that response... Uh, tears of
2: joy, I think, to be honest with you. Yeah, oh, goodness gracious. I mean, this is like 12 years too late, in my opinion. Uh, and, you know, there's people have had a love-hate relationship with Eddie Jones, haven't they? Um, but I think after the slightly below par uh, result of the, of the recent Autumn Internationals, I think we probably all agree as a collective that... Uh, he had to go and really, very quickly before the next Six Nations to really try and rebuild the national squad, which has got some fantastic players who can't fathom out why he just never picks. I think that's
1: the thing, isn't it? I mean, there's far more people who know a lot more about rugby than the three of us oh, put God, together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when you when you start bemusing people that like us. do know <laughs> do know what yeah. they're talking about, yeah, that that kind of it just makes you think well what is going on Mm. and and I think he he, we all know he's very stubborn and I think he probably got wrapped up in his own BS Mm. in a lot of it but now is the crunch time isn't it because do we actually trust the RFU to make the right appointment going forward I mean I I have to I'll put my hands up now I'm not overly enamoured by Steve Borthwick as head coach, not even after what he did at Leicester. No, I just, I just feel he's very. It, his type of game plan wouldn't really excite me, and I think, as Miles has just said, we've got a, an absolute, just, you know, just a raft of creativity in that England team. We've got some brilliant players, and I feel that we should. Unleash them, and I, and I just feel we haven't done that. Mm. We've had play, we've been playing players out of position, and, and it's I, I just don't understand. It's like you've got a jigsaw puzzle there, and you know, you start off with the corners, and it, I don't know what goes on in the middle in any James's jigsaw puzzle. <laughs> you know, it, it just baffles me. Well, it's
0: reminded me a bit of the Sven Eriksson days with England that, that he, he always picked the 11, if you like best players or his favourite players but not yeah. necessarily the best 11 players in the positions mm, yeah. that he asked them to play and I think we've seen that with Eddie Jones haven't we over the last couple of years mm-hmm. some odd decisions uh, you know centres playing on the wing um, yeah. full backs playing, <laughs> playing yeah. prop playing yeah, yeah. centre it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's been quite odd but if not Borthwick who who else then would you say? Well,
1: the, the New Zealand guy you have to forgive me I've forgotten his name now is it Robertson? Robinson? Um, I think that would be a great appointment, and I think it's someone outside of the, you know, the the, the circle, mm. so to speak. And I think someone you've got to think this is going to be a short term appointment up to the World Cup now, mm. uh, possibly a longer term if we do well. So I, I I think it will be definitely good to get someone in who's going to have different ideas. Mm. He's gonna he's going to look at things afresh. He's already going to know what players are there. And I feel we will play players in those positions, in the right positions. Mm. And I feel that we have got the talent there Mm. to make a real go at it in the World Cup. And I think it it needs someone to be outside of that kind of, you know, I'll probably get slated for this, not choosing an Englishman, but I just feel it needs someone with with left field ideas to come in, shake the whole thing up and then start putting the corners and the middle of the Jigsaw, the England rugby Jigsaw Mm. puzzle
0: together. Mm. Miles, your thoughts on that? Uh, well,
2: absolutely. I mean, uh, do we have? a, a bought. You're right. I think he's going to say Globe. Well, Woodward. no, no, no. <laughs> goodness gracious, you're right. So would Borthwick bring a very Leicester-centric game to the England camp? What you mean a winning one? Well, yeah, yeah. Well, okay, undoubtedly. Well, last season. Last no. season, no. undoubtedly, did turn them around. But you know, I think it was very turnaround around to a very forwards-driven game. Don't get me wrong; there's some great backs there, and Eddie, um, you know, Freddie Stewart etc has been phenomenal. Um, but yeah, I, I, you're right. I think you're right. I, I'm not sure I see the passion to sort of spread the the winning way and the, the different the skills that we've got in the backs to the full fifteen outside of the outside of the forwards. But who do we choose other than Borthwick. I really don't know. I mean there's talk of the RFU buying out Leicester's entire coaching squad, aren't there, oh, for yeah. a phenomenal fee. Um, I mean, Leicester fans are not happy at all, are they? I just feel like but, it'll yeah. be more it will just stick with the Ford Farrell
1: yeah. access and it'll just that be
0: a risk. See, no, I don't think it will. I think uh, if Borswick comes in, he knows the England set up. Yeah. Both as a player and you know, the so, bit, bit of coaching there. And I wonder, you know, it'll be an opportunity. Will, will Farrell survive at 10? You know, will he build a team around Marcus Smith and, and out-and-out centres? You know, will he mm-hmm. pick people that are the, the best players for those positions? And, uh, yeah, you, you, you play to win with what you've got. And when you can choose from anyone in England, then I think you maybe have a slightly different game plan. Undoubtedly, you know, it's going to be a strong pack mentality. But uh, no, I mean, I think Borthwick—that's that's, uh, that's could, the one for me. Yeah,
2: it could be like you're right, up to the World Cup. Probably the safest pair of hands, isn't it? He knows the England setup very well. Knows the the domestic league very well. Mm. Um, so that's exactly why I disagree. Okay, I think it no. needs a
1: shake up. But another thing, actually, outside of the rugby, I don't think Borthwick is that great in the media. I don't think he comes across that great. And this is a pressure job. This yeah, is like the yeah, biggest yeah, yeah. job in World Rugby um, say says an Englishman but I just worry about that, that type of pressure I don't know if he's going to, allowed to, say, to not allowed to say. you're
2: oh, not allowed to say go on son smack him <laughs>
0: <laughs> well I think if he brings success on the pitch we can, no, we can you're right We for, can, forgive him for the TV interviews ok well let's uh, let's move on um, uh, a, a, about a week or so ago I got a very nice message from our friend uh, Loose Heads, the rugby charity Um, and uh, there's a charity game and it's their first ever charity match uh, which is on Friday the 16th of December at Shaftesbury Park, Uh, it's a 7.30pm kickoff. it's Loose Heads 15 versus Locker Stash 15 in what's called the Game for Grief and this is a, a rugby fixture designed to bring individuals, families and groups together Uh, they've said Christmas is a time for reflection remembering those loved ones lost over the past couple of years leaving an empty place around the dinner table and avoiding our lives the game is designed to remember them and they've got uh, a few uh, West Country uh, stalwarts there um, uh, playing for them we've got Matt Banahan Ah, wow. uh, Tommy. Jor- Tommy Dab's favourite player. Yeah, Jordan Cranes getting his boots on. Yeah, Dave Ward Ooh, is yeah. going to play as well. James Hall and Ben John—they're all playing for the Loose Heads Fifteen. So, if you would like to go to that game, as I say, it's Friday the sixteenth of December, Shaftesbury Park, seven thirty p.m. kickoff. Um, we'll put the link on our social media pages. Um, but you need to go to ding's website and then you will be able to buy tickets uh, and hopefully they'll have a fantastic turnout and uh, make a lot of money for, mm, good, for the good. charities that are supporting i think there's four charities altogether but the game is build loose heads versus locker stash I
1: mean, it's, it's loose heads do some brilliant work don't they i think we'll all agree and and it i mean christmas is is great it is for for all of us with families you know we we do tend to this time of year we can forget that not everyone has the same kind of you know impression of Christmas. So it's a
0: it's a brilliant it's a, a brilliant cause and it's going to be a hell of a game. A game I think. Absolutely, uh, absolutely. Um, so the uh, charities it's Looseheads, Lockerstash, Peach Dragon, and Jay's Aim are the four charities that are being supported. So hopefully there'll be a big turnout there. Uh, well, that's nearly. Uh, it for this week blimey it does fly by when Pete's not here doesn't it <laughs> well we've actually uh, managed to get a word in edgeways <laughs> yeah there we are and I, you know I think, think we're not even at 40 minutes yet Oh, and we
1: haven't used any big words as well any, no, t- any teacher words no I mean you know admittedly Miles put a bit of French in there but I think it was French anyway <laughs> <laughs> <So, didn't you? laughs> could, oh, could Pete have have corrected me wouldn't <laughs> I,
0: even
2: though he's a geography teacher
0: <laughs> but uh, I'm going to finish with a, a little bit of a giggle and uh, as bears fans will know we are due to play Harlequin in Big Game 14 at Twickenham on the 27th of December. Now, the Harlequins PR team gave uh, Joe Marler the uh, opportunity to create a uh, a video to uh, raise interest in the game. Now, if you haven't seen it, do go onto social media Look for the big game 14. Uh, It is a very, very funny video with two bears that are having a picnic with Joe (laughs) on the Twickenham Pitch. And, you know, the bears are called Carl and Ellis, (laughs) surprisingly (laughs) enough. Now, he tells them all about the game. Now, I, I think Mr Marla might be a fan of the podcast because he says to the bears, what's that you say? fireworks yeah. oh yes we'll have fireworks we'll light up the whole of the stadium um oh. Lee you've you've seen you've seen the advert well, I mean is anybody else get away with an advert like that
1: no it was absolutely I mean you just showed me before the pod uh tone and and I, I had tears in my eyes because like you just said only someone like Joe Mara could pull that off and I don't know if we... I, 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 we should say to the listeners, if you've got young children there, please <laughs> divert their eyes for the, the ending. So, am I allowed to say it or do we leave that open?
0: Well, let's, let's say Carl and Ellis didn't feature too well, did they? They don't <laughs> meet a, a merry end, do
1: they? <laughs> they? They won't be seeing Christmas uh, this year, folks. <laughs> but obviously it won't be like that during the game, the real no, game, because yeah. I think... Uh, I might fire certain uh, Ellis and uh, and Kyle fire up them up a bit. somewhat, but it was absolutely brilliant. And full credit to Quinn's media team there, and and the star of the show, Joe Marlowe, who's he's absolute class, isn't he?
2: And bonkers, Miles isn't he? I mean, oh, he is slightly that, bonkers. Well, he is a bit oh, screwish isn't he? We were just chatting about his post-game uh, against Bath uh, interview with Sarah Sarah Egan from BT Sport. <laughs> just just off this planet, isn't he really? Yeah. But so entertaining, and actually, you know, if he didn't bring what he did on the pitch and off the pitch, he wouldn't be Joe Marler. I agree. Brilliant bit of social media from the Quinns guys. I mean, hats off to that. So we've got to do something better, haven't we? On the uh, When they come to town.
0: Well, that is it for this show. If you like what you've heard, please subscribe and leave a review or rating for us on your podcast platform. We'll be back next week with our thoughts on the Zebra game and we'll also look ahead to the big match, the big game against Harlequins. Until then, goodbye, stay warm in this snow and come on, Briz.